Welcome to the Positive Solutions for Life podcast. I'm Peggy Meyer, and I'm so excited you are here. In this and future episodes released on Fridays of each week, you will hear from other entrepreneurs, creators, and personal growth leaders through interviews and summaries of personal development books, strategies, tools, and ideas that can help you transform your mind and body from the inside out so you can truly, truly live the life you desire. All right, welcome to the podcast. Today's guest is Bobby Malatesta, and she is the founder of 321 No Kidding. After years in corporate America, she has evolved into an entrepreneur and podcaster whose mission is to raise awareness around gambling addiction and mental wellness. 321 No Kidding was created on the principle of recovery playgrounds. Bobby opened her first recovery playground location this past November in Naugatuck, Kentucky, Naugatuck, Kentucky, no, Naugatuck, Connecticut, in her hometown. These playgrounds will not have alcohol, gambling, or children on site and will promote adults to play again while in a healthy, safe environment. The long-term objective is to help people maintain long-term recovery and live their best lives. Over the last four years, Bobby has traveled across the United States five times, visiting businesses that are modeling parts of her vision and collecting data to launch 321. She has attended entrepreneurial industry and recovery events all over the U.S. and world, including Dubai. While traveling, researching, and starting 321 No Kidding, Bobby found time to write and to write, and with other authors obtained international bestseller status after releasing their first anthology earlier this year called Belonging, Secrets to Soothe the Soul. She and other authors just returned from their first small book tour in Connecticut and New York. Bobby loves to learn. She studies under the Grant Cardone and the 10X team and has been obtaining certification in marketing and sales and public speaking and pitching. Bobby's skill set includes business, podcast, leadership, and networking. She loves data, training people, and is using her various skills to acquire what she needs to build her dream of recovery playground chain around the world. So, wow, that was a lot, but I also want to mention that I first met Bobby in an online training course around four years ago with a Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi. And we just have a list love a learning. So that's, you know, my goal that year was to network and, and meet more like-minded people. And Bobby is one of those. And then we met up in another group online um, community with Jamie Path a couple of years ago. And I've stayed connected with her since. Our paths have almost crossed a few times <laughs> uh, as she has zigzagged across the U.S. Um, to see each other in person. But hopefully one day, those, um, my friend, we will cross paths and we will be able to hang out in person. So, but I'm also very, very grateful for Bobby as she is a podcaster and she took me under her wing and provided, provided me the knowledge and the tools to get my dream of starting a podcast up and running last summer. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and welcome. Welcome, Bobby. Thank you, Peggy. I think I need to shorten the bio. Like, holy <laughs> macaroni, that was really long. Um, and I did shorten it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been it's been an action-packed four years. So Yes, it um, has. Yeah. Thanks for having me on your show. You're it's, welcome. I'm a, it's, it's a pleasure. 
it's funny when you, you know, you say four years ago we met and, and we met in a learning container and we've grown in learning container. But one of the things, like even when we were in Dean's group and we were with um, Raza, mm-hmm. right? Remember those Friday afternoon calls yes, yes. Uh, during COVID and all the things. And um, I've just always felt very grateful to have you in my life and very connected to you, even though like we have ag in common, but your version of ag is very different than mine. Right. Um, I'm new kids, your kids, you know, you're rural, I'm city, like all these differences, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Cause we're like, I don't know, we're just connected. And yeah. I, I'm so grateful that we've stayed in touch and we bounce things off of each other. I remember talking to you on a very windy, cold day in Vegas in February, uh, you know, as we're trying to strategize something. And- yeah. It's just, you're one of my people and I'm very grateful for you. Oh, thank you. It's reciprocated. You know, I'm so grateful to have you in my life and to be able to just reach out as just a random thing. Hey, Bobby, just thinking about you. Hey, got something to run by you. You know, that's just great. We need those people in our corner. Yeah. And it's interesting to me because if you asked me five years ago, you know, do I make friends online? I'd be like, no, I make friends in person, like right, some right. of the connections and the evolution um, of of what online can turn into mm-hmm. is just beautiful. I know. And it's just crazy. I mean, just thinking about like pre-COVID, like I had that goal of networking with more people because I'm rural. I mean, my town is 2000 and I don't have a lot of people in that area that, you know, are passionate about learning like I am. And just with the same kind of drive and, you know, just different perspectives wanting to learn. And that was like one of my goals. So then I, you know, like, oh, okay, I'll do, you know, this online course, this sounds cool because it meets, you know, my objective to learn and and then meet wonderful, wonderful like-minded people. So you never know what decisions how they'll turn out and where they'll lead you, but you just got to jump. Yeah, you do. And stay committed. And stay committed. That's right. So I'm really curious to get your viewpoint on what you have learned over the last three to four years. And I know the list could be really long because (laughs) I like to review sometimes and go, oh, wow, that, yep, yep. Learn that, learn that, learn that. But if you could like, maybe narrow it down to two, three, four things that maybe we could discuss today. All right. Well, I've given this some thoughts and I found, and and it kind of makes sense because they're in alignment with my values, but mm-hmm. I kind of found these buckets and they have a little crossover, um, but yet a little independent. So the four that I've identified are focus, collaboration, perseverance, and authenticity. And if you're okay with it, I'll share a little about yeah, what I go right about. ahead. So for focus, so we tra- we're talking about being in these online communities, mm-hmm. and and this kind of ties into my authenticity too. We're in these communities, and we're getting coached, and the coaches say, you know, be authentic is actually one of the things they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say you know, like they give you their agenda, Mm -hmm. right? And you show up if you're committed. I don't know about you, but I'd feel like guilty if I, if I missed a meeting, right? Mm -hmm. And and learning in that environment during COVID 
when the world opened back up, then you had to start making choices. Do I go to Zumba or do I go to class? Do mm -hmm. I hang out with my friends or do I go to class? Like, what does that look like? Um, but what I realized was I would, I would take a class and they would say, make an online course. Okay. So then I'd make an online course or, oh, create this business model, make passive income, blah, 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 blah. And they're such experts and professionals that I got derailed. Yeah. And, and if I can offer that piece of advice to anybody who's like in 12 step programs, they say, take what you need and leave the rest. Mm, yeah. That's part of the culture of recovery. Cause mm -hmm. you're not, not everything's going to connect to you and not everything's going to be authentic to you. Yeah. So that's, and, and you almost have to back up to go forward. Mm -hmm. So what is authentically you? What is important to you? Where are your values? And you may learn them along the way in these containers, just like I did, right? I right. didn't know yeah. that by going to the, you know, think about it, all eight authors, and then all 20, 30 people in these groups that are having, they're all trying to practice the same thing. And I remember this, there was Brad, there was Reza, there was this, there was that. Well, you want to support them because that's right. authentic to you. Right, right. But it's so derailing. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. 40 hours a week are going to give and give and give in. And you wake up and you're like, what the hell did I get accomplished? Right, right. It was, that was, that was huge. So I guess to kind of summarize that one is pay attention to your inner voice and stay like, if you have a big goal in mind, the only reason the only way to achieve it is to stay focused mm -hmm. and be true to your goal. Yeah. Um, you know, people say all the time, and I'm sure they say it to you too. You're such an inspiration. How do you get all this done? I, you know, like I watch what you're doing. You're doing so much stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, it's because my head is like all my stuff relates to where I'm going. Otherwise yeah. the goal is not going to get accomplished. Yeah. I mean, when you say that, you know, focus is a great word. I think of clarity as well. Mm -hmm. Because you have to be really clear on what you want and then be able to filter out the things that you don't so that you can stay laser focused because you're right. I mean, there's so much information out there and there's so much good stuff people are doing that we can often get derailed big time. And I've done it numerous times. But you know, too, like, the process actually helps you get clarity too, as yes, long as you, you don't that. swim in it. Right. Um, so Grant says, uh, don't read a hundred books once, read one book a hundred times and know it inside and out. Right mm -hmm. now, I'm yep. still going to read a myriad of books and right. stuff, Right. but there are certain ones that I um, study as if my life depends on it. My memory is not going to retain it oh. or maybe where I'm at at this stage of the game, I need to be reminded or I need to pivot. Like having a brick and mortar is very different than a digital presence, yes, everything yes. from work to marketing and all those things. I mean, there's a lot of similarities, but mm -hmm. um, getting, yeah. So investing in, in your focus and your clarity, I think is super important. Uh, the next one mm -hmm. is collaboration. So I should call it strategic collaboration. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you can be working on something, but if it's again, out of focus, out of mm -hmm. clarity, out of alignment with your authentic goal, then it is a distraction. Right. But, um, there's a, 
there's this saying, uh, well, it's the truth actually. So those big horses like Clydesdales, mm -hmm. if one horse was pulling, they could pull 8,000 pounds. But if you collaborate, if it's two horses, they could pull 32,000 pounds. So when you think about that um, in the context of marketing or your business or um, obstacles, like for example, I open the bar in town. Even before I open it, I meet this guy on the sidewalk and he comes up and he introduces himself because he was peeking in my window. And I was like, hey, we don't open till November, you know, just kind of right. trying to make some acquaintance. Well, come to find out he's an expert bartender, like yeah. diamonds, competitions, all of that. Well, we hosted a mocktail class. Does it make sense for the expert to teach the mocktail class or for oh, yeah. Bobby to learn more? Right. And so we got to promote his business, oh, awesome. get eyeballs in front of him. I learned some skills. Mm -hmm. He got to share with my audience. Right. Yeah. So now we both have increased our market share, our knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's just beautiful. So it's just one of very many examples. Yeah. Yeah. Strategic collaboration. The strategic is very important word in front of that because you can collaborate <laughs> with a lot of people. But in order to move forward on your focus, it has to be very strategic and getting the right people to work with you. Yes. I'm I'm doing a course right now in um Mind Valley, which is one of my favorite um and and, and I did the same thing with that. They have probably hundreds of courses. Right. Right. I've done two in the last year. I'm just starting my second one because I didn't want to get involved in all the mm -hmm. other ones. So the one I'm taking says, what does this have to do with the agenda of my soul? Ooh. What does this? So I put it on my phone so I can yeah. look at this. And when I make decisions about how to best use my time, like you're a time management expert, right, Peggy? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So how, but I mean, you really try to teach yeah. people this, you mm -hmm. know, and have tried to, and you hear all the time, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. Right. Right. If you make every decision about how you spend your time on what does it have to do with the agenda of your soul or your goals, mm -hmm. if you don't want to mm -hmm. be, you know, spiritual about it, think about how much more you can get done. Yeah. 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 So that's, a gift. I gave myself chills. Well, yeah, so because you have to ask yourself that question to stay focused. Yeah. Oh, we're back to focus. Yes, we're back. I mean, it all goes together. I knew, I knew it was all going to go together. We all know it is just because you can't separate one from the other. So, yeah. but you have to stay focused. So you have to ask yourself these questions, you know, is this in alignment is that is actually my word this year is to stay aligned by, mm -hmm. and that, and that is that folk, that question, you know, what does this have to do with the agenda of my soul? And if you can answer that, yes, no, you know, very quickly, you don't have to sit there and like, okay, like try to talk yourself into it. You know, it's a yes, no, it's gotta be like an immediate response. Then you know what direction you're going and you can stay focused. Yeah. I mean, this is the equivalent. Let's say we have people that work in corporate America listening mm -hmm. um, or people that are still working for other companies. It's the same thing as your vision statement. What does this have to do with where the company wants to go? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's just clarity and, right. and staying true. And that's how you get shit done, stuff yeah. done. I don't know if we're allowed to curse on your show. <laughs> well, and, and too, you know, it's, it's, what is your role? You know, what is your job responsibility? If you're talking, you know, you can kind of look at it in different ways. Does this fit my job description? Does this fit my role at this time? You know, what mm. my priorities, yeah, agenda, 
those different words, we just have to keep, you know, front and center what it means to us and keeping that question to be focused. And we're going to tie in authenticity because in order to do those things, you just have to be real. It has to fit you. I'd like to add another layer to that because some stuff showed up for me when you were saying that. So if you are in a job description, um, are you evaluating not does this job contribute, but how can I yes. tie into the vision with my role and responsibility? Right. And, you know, a whole other conversation about happiness and, and all of that. But if you get in alignment in your job and you find the value like that, you're going to be happier in your job if it's if it's what's supposed to be. Um, I, I hear so much lately, my poor little gas station people, so many of them are complaining about their job. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they're spending time complaining to me tells me about their work performance. Yeah, yeah. So it's an opportunity to really evaluate. So, and I just am calling that out because you never know, is it is it someone who's working for a company or an, an entrepreneur? We have a little bit more um, freedom in, in our entrepreneurial journeys. Right, right. Right. And, you know, to touch in on that and just go that deeper point of how are you showing up and what are you doing, you know, that can, you know, show other people that you are enjoying what you're doing, because that's a choice. You know, you, your job is a choice. What you decide to do is your choice and how you show up to it is your, is your choice. So you can find something in you that aligns with that. What is your personal purpose and how can you exude that through your work? Whether or not you want to do that forever, that's your choice too. But sometimes we're <laughs> in a stage where, you know, we're not loving exactly what we're doing and we're thinking about something else we want to do. But the opportunity in front of us is to make the day, our lives better mm -hmm. each and every day. So how can you do that by the choices that you make and how can that align with your purpose? And we can get creative on that. We absolutely can. May I, may I share a little yes. strategy? I just have added to my daily routine. Yes. Right before Thanksgiving, there was a man that came in the store and highly educated, didn't know anything about me, came through with the lens of judgment. Um, he said he wanted to help, you know, like make a video and do some stuff. Um, something about him though, really changed the whole chemistry of my body. Um, and, and I identified that it was because he didn't ask me like, not that it's any of his business, what I do in my business, mm -hmm. but he didn't come in and be like, do you have an email list? Do you do this? He's like, you should, you should, you should, you should. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, who are you? Like, I've just dealt with the building department and health department. Like there you shoulds. Okay. I have to do that, but not you dude. Um, so when you're talking about choices, I made a choice to ask him to never bother me again and to stop telling me about my business. But after this experience of dealing with him for about a week, week and a half and seeing how much I was on the high of my life, I opened my store nine months ahead of schedule, like feeling good. So I had a choice, hang out in it and be like, this man 
Um, although I did whine a little, um, but I had to get to like, whining isn't going to fix this. Right. What, what am I going right. to do? So I realized the reason I felt so good was because I was in what I call celebration mode. Mm. I was celebrating getting the store open. I was yeah. celebrating the progress we were making. It it looks nothing like what my real vision is, mm-hmm. but there was a lot to celebrate. We opened the doors in yeah. like less than 30 days, like insane. So now we write down every day I text a friend my celebration list mm. and he texts it back to me. And celebrating could be, like one of his yesterday was uh, Doritos with green olives on it, you know, like, and his sports team one. Um, mine could be anything from a self-awareness activity to, I celebrate a couch day if I give myself one, because yeah. that's again, a choice. Mm-hmm. I could choose to feel guilty or I could choose to look at it as a healing opportunity and rest so that I could be amazing when I do show up. Right. Right. And that brings a great point because I struggle with celebrating little wins on a regular basis because I'm just, you know, I think some of us are just striving to do better, more, and we forget to look at the progress we've made. And so celebrating makes us feel good. I mean, who hasn't, you know, spent time with somebody that really is joyful or kids that, you know, they they celebrate the little things and we need to do that more often. I I agree a hundred percent. And it's really helped. It's really helped even the mornings. Cause sometimes there's mornings that I'm not doing my celebration list. It's generally when we first get up in the morning. Um, But the days that I do it later, cause I kind of chose to have my pissy pants on. um, It really changes the whole game for the day. So right away, first thing, what was great yesterday and it, and now I'm posting it on my Facebook page for the store yeah. and getting customers thinking about that because yeah. they don't know either, or they may not make that choice or they may not have that community to do that. Right. Right. And so I think, you know, that too, the celebrations also gets you in that mindset of just being in a, in a positive state, but it's also kind of mimic a little bit of what you get when you are grateful mm-hmm. gratitude, it kind of mimics that there's a ton of research on how gratitude can, can shape us and how we think. And it, I feel like it mimics a lot of what you're talking about in, in celebrating and in getting into the correct mindset, that positive mindset. Oh yeah. Like think about the good things that happened yesterday, right? Celebrate those, be grateful for them. You know, for starting out that it starts the day well, instead of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a crappy morning. It's so cold outside. It's, you know, whatever it is. (laughs) Exactly. Both impact your vibe, like legit your physiology. I don't know how it all works. I won't pretend to know metaphysicals, but I just know it freaking works. Mm -hmm. And it was a great way to get out of a funk. And, and it kind of brings us to my last one. All right. Perseverance. Instead of I'm in a funk and settling, Mm -hmm. instead of feeling like my goal was too far away, right? Mm -hmm. You have to work through those things. Yeah. Um, So you have to stick with it. You have to believe in yourself. You have to, you have to get through the bad days. So it's what is like always challenging. I think the status Mm -hmm. quo is really Mm -hmm. what it comes down to, Peggy, right? My vibe isn't good. I don't feel as good as I did 
what can I do to feel good? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sales in my business, the first month. Okay. Well, that was good. It was our first month, but what can I do to increase the sales? Like that landed me a news story. Right. Because instead of just settling, I went out and started hustling to the bars. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the news is calling. But if I didn't do the what if model and didn't, you know, persevere through, um, you know, not having the sales or or not knowing that this is my proof of concept store, yeah. it's it's going to be okay. Like, cause it's going to, there's going to be flagship stores. And yeah. um, because if I got to a proof of concept store, I could do anything. It's right. kind of right. If I don't quit. Yes. That's the key. So that's where the perseverance comes in. And and then circling all the way back to the beginning of our conversation, mm-hmm. if you feel like quitting or you're having one of those days, keep your Peggy's in your life, right? Like <laughs> yeah, where you can pick up the phone, mm-hmm. um, not to whine, not yeah. to whine, but to just kind of be like, okay, and then get some insight, maybe blind spots, mm-hmm. you know, what, what are you missing? I'm so, <laughs> I won't beat myself up, but I like, if, if it was old school, Bobby, I would have last night. I had like seven different signs and voices from conversations and things of people giving me the solution to the problem, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't looking at the problem the right way or the opportunity, whatever. Right. uh, So then like nine o'clock last night, I'm like, how did I miss this? Um, But instead of hanging on on that, then I just took action. Okay. Well now, wait a minute, I can help more people by doing this. I can earn more and I can work less once I get the bone set Mm -hmm. and everybody was giving me the answer and I was totally not hearing it. Um, so it was a big celebration. Um, and, and I have to persevere, like, it's going to be a hard thing to execute. And no, sorry, Mm -hmm. universe. It's not going to be a hard thing to execute. I think it's actually going to be easy when I get in the gel of it. Cause I'm, I did the work to be able to have the educated conversations yeah. or the skills or whatever, but, um, it's, it's sticking to it. Yes. Even when times get tough, even when you don't know what direction you're supposed to go, even when you're getting, you know, the 10 different views on telling people like, Oh, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. Going back to your focus, going back to your being authentic, going back to searching out strategic collaborations to be able to ask yourself, you know, the next question, what can I do really boils down. And then you can take that next action. And sometimes you have to get out of your own way because people are kind of probably giving you some solutions and, and we're stuck, you know, sometimes our focus is too narrow. You just gave me some beautiful insight, Peggy, in what you were saying it's hard to persevere on your own goals mm-hmm. if 10 other people are telling you what to do and trying to distract you. Um, and I hadn't really thought of it in that lens. So thank you for that. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. When you get so much bombardment from other people on the shoulds and their, you know, their agendas, <laughs> go back and refocus on your own. Exactly. So you've alluded to a lot of this, and I know I put it in your bio with this recovery playground, three, two, one, no kidding. So let's start out. I think three, two, no, three, two, one, no kidding started out first and kind of envisioned this and then kind of give us kind of the story or just 
what is this recovery playground? You talked about opening a storefront. You talked about this bar, but then it's a recovery playground. So get this. <laughs> you want the dots connected? <laughs> okay. So I quit gambling in March of 2017. And when I was in there, I met an entrepreneur, which was, was part of the got me rethinking. I wasn't quite ready. But I, I think this actual vision started when I was married to my ex-husband. He was like a big kid. He'd like get on the ground, play with all the kids, big goofy thing. And I wanted to throw him a 50th birthday party doing kid activities without children. So I wanted a slip and slide and like all these things, but we got divorced before he turned 50. But, but so I think the seed was actually growing a long time ago. Um, and what ended up happening was through my recovery journey, I gave up gambling. Okay. So I can't go to the casinos anymore. And then three years later, I give up drinking. Okay. Well, where can I go where there's no kids? casinos and bars. Those were the only two options, right? For fun without kids. So that's like the biggest premise of the foundation of what I am. I'm the only business as far as I know, and I've asked for four or five years, I've researched, tried to find somewhere mm -hmm. um, that's a full-time operating business. Like you might have an adult night at roller skating or right. whatever, but chances are there's going to be alcohol or it doesn't exist. Yeah. So what I've learned through podcasting. So in 2019, I started the podcast. Mm -hmm. I was still working my day job. I didn't know back then that I was even marketing per se, um, the vision and mm -hmm. through learning the guests, like learning from the guests and, and doing the homework and going to conferences and doing all this stuff along the way, it's really evolved into what it looks like today and beyond. Mm -hmm. um, I want a recovery playground again, is the place, no alcohol, no gambling, no kids. But the idea is to help adults play again. And it has multiple facets. Like the way it is in my head, if you can imagine this, you go in a door, down a slide, you land in a ball pit, and then you enter the playground and there's sober pool leagues and a dog park and a roller skating ring with a mocktail bar in the center. And and on and on and on. There's like 137 points or some craziness on the list of the things I want to execute and it grows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it would be a place where you could go every day if you wanted um, to play um, and have some wellness things like I want a sauna, a Zumba room. I want certain wellness things mm -hmm. and then education because it's so important to me. Like I want a whole 10X um, library and coaching and all of that as, as part of it, but yeah. then a nonprofit. So the mm. whole, this is how we're going to change the world, Peggy. I'm very proud of my yes. master. Yes. So the nonprofit will be, and this is the collaboration piece. Cause this was another one of those things I tried to learn. Oh, how do I open a halfway house? How do I did it? There's mm. people already doing that. I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I just need to marry it with my vision. So people transitioning off the streets, out of prison, out of rehab. I want this uh, transitional ecosystem where I call it expect the best treatment. Mm -hmm. So they'll have a social worker and clothes and recovery and all of these things. And now recovery isn't my way. Again, through the guests, through the experience, all of that. It could be 12 step. It could be smart recovery. It mm -hmm. could be whatever it is. 
um, people get to choice, but they have access. So they, they do what they have to do. They get on their feet and then they earn, if they do the, I'm going to expect the best. So once mm -hmm. they're at their best, they can then volunteer at three, two, one, get trained, be part of that ecosystem, mm -hmm. um, then officially get hired. And then those who want to, and this is, this is part of the beauty of it not working out the way it's, I wanted it to, mm -hmm. um, now that I'm in this little 800 square foot building, instead of finding $50 million in investors and having it all easy and building my flagship store, now it's going to be so much easier when those candidates want to open their own. Mm -hmm. I now will have the franchise model and I know the things I didn't know before opening the store yeah. and remove those barriers for them. And we're going to have three, two ones in every town. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, because I think about it too, is it's like, okay, I've got six kids. Like, where can I go without kids? Like everywhere I go has the kids, right? And yes. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do any of those things because most of the time I'm with kids activities, right? But where would I want to go just to have some fun, right? As an adult without having, oh, have this drink, have this drink. But too, I think, you know, th this, this storefront, mocktails you know a bar with no alcohol like can you tell me how to order something without alcohol in it you know and a place where you don't feel shamed I guess I call it for not wanting to drink you know it's so funny that you bring that up because it's changing slowly but surely I mean it takes a lot of work and even I'm getting resistance from the bars in some cases, because they're like, well, nobody wants that. Well, they're not asking because of that shame piece that mm -hmm. you're talking about. Yeah. So it's just like my mission to raise awareness around gambling addiction. We need to have the conversations mm -hmm. and the industry is really uh, moving the needle on that. I go to a conference in a couple of weeks down in DC. It's called mindful drinking fest. Mm. And here's the most interesting thing. This is not about when like for me, my story has a lot of recovery in it, but it's, that's not everybody's story. 90% of the people that are doing, buying non-alc beverages, um, still drink. They might be drinking less. They mm -hmm. might be, you know, trying alternatives for taste and health. Um, so it's a myriad of things. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I would say to someone who doesn't want to feel the shame, um, is just, you don't, you shouldn't have to explain yourself for mm -hmm. starters. Like I, it's a natural, like, uh, you know, I'm pregnant, I'm driving, I'm blah, 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 but, but don't do that. Feel empowered in your choice because you're taking care of your health, your body, your mind, right. you're making your own damn choice. So just feel good about that and be like, Hey, where's your mocktail menu? You know, and then oh, leave it to us, yeah. leave it to us in the, in the field to, uh, continue to, try to get the stuff in their buildings. And I'll tell you, like there's a bar owner down the street. He's doing dry January with half of his staff and they're in a bar every single day. Um, so people are starting to get it. Mm -hmm. um, now that I'm really in the space, like next year, dry January, I, I think we'll, you know, have it in every neighborhood because of a big mouth. And <laughs> I know it could be done with the hustle. And and yeah. I'm collaborating with someone who has a different skill set than me. Mm -hmm. That just through a nationwide happy hour, she called it happy hour, happy for all to be inclusive yeah. so that anybody, any hospitality industry 
um, business mm -hmm. that is creating a nice selection of alternatives, mm -hmm. they get put on her website. Oh. So think about this brilliant yeah. model. So the guest wants somewhere to go. Who's going to get the business? The ones yeah. who are playing the game. You yeah. shouldn't have to feel any kind of way about walking in an establishment mm -hmm. and, and having choices. Yeah, that's, that's great. I am, I'm so looking forward to your stores just popping up everywhere and the movement changing to offer that and to de-shame, I guess, you know, the idea of like, no, this is my choice. You know, right. I don't think anybody gets shamed if they just ask for water at the restaurant, you know, <laughs> exactly. And that shouldn't have to be their only non-out choice, right? Because soda, like putting soda in your body is not so great either. Right. Right. <laughs> right. For those that, you know, want to choose something healthier, whether it's all the time or at the beginning of the year, because of your new year's resolution, you know, there needs to be options that are like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. We have this, we have this. Yeah. It should easily come out instead of this you know, 10 page menu of alcoholic beverages that you can choose from, which I couldn't even tell you what was in any of them. So <laughs> well, there's another, choice. there's another level to this too. And you may appreciate this more if you're wearing your like mental wellness and, yes. you know, your, your very educated brain on this. But for me, I don't have anything against kids, um, but there's like a time and a place for kids bring a different level of commotion and activity. They're mm -hmm. just being kids, right? but they may not know their personal space. Like I can remember very clearly getting walked into in a mall. Like I'm just trying to walk a straight line and they're like playing airplanes and blah, blah, blah. And, um, so that commotion then brings on anxiety for me. And then the anxiety, you, how do you numb anxiety? Right. Yeah. If you don't know how to process yeah. it. So um, it's, it's not about excluding, it's about having the opportunity to hang out somewhere, whether mm -hmm. you're a drinker or a non-drinker, but just to not have commotion all the time. Well, and to be free to not, in a different way, I would explain the anxiety because I'm used to the kids all, you know, commotion, right? In a different way, being able to not have to explain yourself, feel like not, you know, being able to feel free to be the commotion, you know, to be a kid and play because adult with kids, you kind of, to me, at least I'm trying to be a role model. I'm trying to, you know, model the behavior. I want my kids to be able to do when they're older and appropriate, you know, you're trying to be a role model, I guess. And so you're in this serious type of mode. I just want to like be fun and not have to worry about what are people thinking? Like that crazy gal. <laughs> I never, I never thought of that role model perspective. Um, so it's very insightful. I also though, if you were jumping down the street or, um, I don't know, being right. doing airplanes with the kids. The reason we feel some kind of way is because we believe everybody else's noise. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay if, to be playful. It's actually really good for you. It is good for you. <laughs> um, but I, I do love how you, you brought that into 
into attention because I, I really just didn't have that perspective. But I do want, I want adults playing and being yeah. silly and it's, um, it's, you know, you bring in that mental, mental wellness piece to that. I mean, I'm sorry, but some adults were just way too serious. And so we need that aspect of being free to have that fun, playfulness with in, in a non-judgmental way and not just because, you know, not only when you have kids involved, right? You can, you can be that fun, free person without having to have somebody younger and little just to kind of make an excuse for being that way. <laughs> well, it, thank you. You just reminded me of another point I wanted to make. And, and I see this. So if I'm at a museum or an amusement park or these places, parents have a good time generally. Yeah. But my, my outside view is that they're generally having a good time through the lens of their child's experience, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you, if you like dumb it down all the way to uh, you're at Disney and your child's under five years old, there's parts of the park you're never going to see your experience. Right. Because you're going to be, you know, by Dumbo and all the things. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's actually something that has helped me make that kind of a priority. And if you remove the kids from the equation, then you can be in a ball pit or roller mm -hmm. skating or whatever. Cause like, I can only imagine, cause I'm not even a mom and I freak out when like they fall or, you know, like I could feel my body, like want to catch them or, or whatever. So how do you have a good time as a parent? And you shouldn't be less entitled. You should be more entitled to right. have a good time. Right. Cause you need that freeing aspect. It's a mental health thing. You know, it, it creates creativity. It, it brings that out and, you know, and it just kind of brings, breathes life back into us and we can have a different perspective. And if we wrap around to, you know, our role and being creative and whatever we're doing and, you know, coming from the heart, like, where does that exude from? You know, it's usually, you know, a playful celebration type of attitude and mood that we all need more of. And this is just another way that you can help adults tap back into that childlike freedom. <laughs> exactly. See, you get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So we need to open one closer to me so I can, you know, have that opportunity to be kind of kid-like whenever. I won't promise it tomorrow, but I will I promise know. it. Yeah, I know you. You are very determined because you persevere a lot over the last <laughs> few years. There's whatever hiccup comes in your way, you know, you you go to the next step. What can I do? What's my next step? What's going to get me back into my vision of where I want to go? So thank you so much for that. Oh, thanks, Peggy. You know, we could talk for a long time, but as we wrap up, do you have like one, we gave out so many good points today. So yeah, we did. do we, do you have something that you want to leave our, our listeners with today? One thing, one idea, quote. So an exercise I did right before the call came from that same, same, you know, is what I'm doing, helping my soul was an exercise about going out and looking for commonalities. So mm -hmm. saying I am 
mentally to everything around me. So I went for a 10 minute walk and I looked at the stained glass of the church and I am stained glass. And I looked for the, well, how am I the stained glass? Well, I'm pretty and shiny and transparent. Um, there was a dead squirrel and I was really struggling with how do you, how do you, how, because the premise is being united, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, how am I like a dead squirrel? And what I realized was I rest, I go through cycles, you know, like the squirrel's going through a cycle. Hopefully mm-hmm. he'll come back as, I don't know. I don't know, but I struggled with that one, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's a little challenging, but what I, what ended up happening as I was looking around, I was like, I got married on this green and I didn't know there was a statue there. Mm-hmm. So it also was like presence, gratitude, fresh mm-hmm. air. So like, go, go for a 10 minute walk today, whether you do the, I am to connect with what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that came from Neil Walsh. It's not my idea. The guy who wrote conversations with God. Um, so I was doing my homework this morning, mm-hmm. but, but take a walk or mm-hmm. get fresh air, mm-hmm. you know, a couple minutes of mindfulness, but the celebration list is going to be my go-to forever as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just have to put in that, you know, that dead squirrel. <laughs> You know, my version of that, when you're talking about it, is there, is there something inside of me that's like dead that needs to be either reignited or let go? That's where I went. I got chills. Yes. (laughs) Love that. I love that. Thank you for that reframe. Cause that, that one, I was struggling that in the garbage cans and the garbage cans I landed at, you know, there are things that just need to be removed. Yeah. You let go of trashed, you know, some things aren't any any good anymore. Like we can yeah. give that up. So I'm going to have to do this walk every day. Cause it was kind of That's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to say, I'm not sure if I'm going to go for a walk today because today, as we're recording this, it's like minus, you know, degrees outside. So I might just take a walk around my house. <laughs> There's probably enough things in there that you could do with too. Uh, you know? yeah, trash can. We could probably find some, <laughs> you know, dead insects around, you know, whatever we can, <laughs> stained glass, you know, you can find some pretty artwork that my kids did. So, you know, you can, you can do that within your own house. If it's not very nice outside, you don't want to freeze out on the concrete. So, but thank you so much for your insight, you know, the focus, the the strategic collaboration, the perseverance, the authenticity, celebrating wins, connecting with yourself and the world around you. And I wish you all the best on your, you know, your storefront, your recovery playgrounds, such, such a great idea, such needed in this world. Everybody needs to go out and play some more adults need to go out and play. Exactly. Well, thanks for having me, Peggy. This was like a wicked pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much. We'll talk again. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some value, insights, and something that resonated with you in today's show. If today's show spoke to you, would you please share it with a friend and go over to Apple Podcast or wherever you are listening from and subscribe to the show so that you can be the first to know when new content and episodes go live. While you're there, would you please give it some love? Please like it, comment on it, and leave a five-star rating and review. Thank you so much in advance for taking two minutes of your time to do this. Your likes, comments, and reviews really help get the word out to more people who need to hear there are positive solutions for their life. I would love to connect with you. 
You can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whichever is your favorite platform. And let's have a conversation about today's show. Thanks for listening and have a great week.